Hello and welcome to Money Magpie podcast. I'm Jasmine Bertles, founder of Money Magpie. And today I'm going to be talking to a fascinating person called Richard Crow, who's a mortgage broker, but also he teaches money management. And his teaching is all based on his own experience, based on the psychology of money. So I'm hoping that we can all get some great tips from him. Hello, Richard. Hi, Jasmine. How are you? Good, thank you. Lovely to have you. Thanks. So, oh, thank you. As I was saying, you started your money management course really particularly out of your own experience. So, give us a bit of a background of how you got into, you know, broking and money mortgage broking, but also money management and uh, what your journey was. Right. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's been quite interesting. Uh, <laughs> I've got some stories, but mm -hmm. um, basically. Um, 14, 15 years ago, um, I found myself, it was, I think it was about early 2009, to be fair, so maybe 13 years ago, I uh, found myself in £52,000 worth of debt and a coke problem as well. Um, you know, lack of money and debt and yeah. coke kind of goes hand in hand. Yeah, <laughs> <All right>? yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, basically, I went into a debt management plan and I decided that something had to change. And it was clearly me, okay? The, I, I, I noticed that I was present at every single bad decision and bad event that happened in my life. Um, <laughs> so, so I kind of put the dots together and thought, I might be involved somehow. Um, so how did you get yourself, yourself out? What, what was the turning point? What made you think, right, end of? And you know, 52 is where I stop. I'm going to turn everything around. It was more, I don't, I don't really know. I just had enough. I, I was essentially, I was suicidal. And it, it was, it was do something, okay, or tap out. Mm. And how I was living my life, for the first three seconds of the day, I'd wake up and everything was amazing. Mm. It was great for three seconds. And then I'd just remember all the mess that I'd gotten myself into. And I'd lay there and the dread would just come over me. Mm. And I would literally be working out how many hours it was going to be until I got back in bed and I was safe and I didn't have to manage or mm. do anything. Mm. And for me, quite literally, it my main job of the day was to make sure that I got back in bed. Mm. Yeah. And now, I mean, this was some time ago. But it's very apparent to me that there are a lot of people experiencing that very same feeling. Mm. And knowing what it feels like, I still remember it now. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it just goes through me. And it's a place I never want to go back to. Okay. And it hurts me. It upsets me to know that there are people out there today that are feeling like that. And as much as I made loads and loads of mistakes and I hurt people that, you know, I loved and I let down my kids, um, that some good can come out of those bad decisions and I can potentially help and impact and change the mindsets of those people. Because essentially what I found is, is that our net worth is directly in line with our self-worth. 
Oh, interesting. So you you worked on your sense of self-worth, do you feel? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah, without a doubt. You know, I mean, I can successfully say that today I love being me, okay? (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't want it to end. You know, in comparison, I used to dread getting out of bed. Now I can't wait to go to bed because I can't wait for the next day. Oh, yes, that's great. So at that stage... You you saw that you were at least fifty two grand in debt. You had a cocaine problem, so you had to get rid of the cocaine problem and yep. start working out the debt, working off the debt. So, what did you do to get yourself onto those those tracks? Well, I mean, when I went into my original debt plan, um, it was going to take me twenty three years to pay it off. Um, which, you know, I can assure anybody listening, it took me far less amount of time to acquire that debt than it did to pay it off. <laughs> so it's uh, quite surprising how fast yeah. we can uh, build up that debt. And then it's like, oh, my God, how's that happened? Um, so I, for a long time, what I actually did, I just was paying the minimum amount on it. Mm-hmm. And eight years ago, eight and a half years ago, I got into mortgage brokering. Um, I'd been insurance previ- in insurance previously. Okay. So and, you had a start there in that that area. Yes. Yeah. And I'd actually left the financial industry and I actually went and opened a gym, believe it or oh. not. Yeah. So uh, I owned a gym for 10 years. Excellent. Um, and then I sold that and I went back into, well, went back into the financial industry. One of the best decisions I ever made was that, I didn't go bankrupt. I didn't go into an IVA because in the back of my mind, I was always like, well, I'm pretty good at the financial industry. If I need to in future, I want to be able to do that. And if you go into an IVA or you go bankrupt, you can't really do that. Okay. You can't go back into it. So for a long time, I, I kept on just paying the minimum amounts. Um, and then I'd say three and a half years ago, I really kind of zoned into it. Um, I started working with uh, my life coach, um, a guy called Paul Mort. Um, and that was really the defining moment. And what happened was my son ended up, um, he was looking at three to five years on a GBH charge. And he'd gone into a fight. And essentially, it was all my fault. Only in the way that, he not really had a very good role model. Right, yeah. Okay. So it was three and a half years ago, but that was when I was really at my lowest. And the funny thing I'd noticed, and this is what is really crazy, my business started doing really well. And I was earning more money. Everybody was telling me, I was like, you know, Richard, fantastic, you're great. We love you. Thanks for making our dreams come true. What I found was that the better my business did, the worst that I felt. Interesting. So did you talk to your coach about it? Did you cut work through that? Yeah, yeah. And, and this is because my, my net worth was going up, but my self-worth was still down here. Mm. And so I was actually, I was still glued to my victim story, mm-hmm. okay? The background was that, my dad was an alcoholic, okay, and he died ooh, 21 years ago. And uh, when he died, he died in a tiny caravan with four, five, six black bin bags 
to show for his name. Okay. And I was what? 24 then. I'm 45 now. And as a child, we never went on um, family holidays. Not a single one. Um, my dad was an alcoholic. My mom, she was amazing. She worked three, four jobs just to feed us and keep everything going. And here was the weird thing. <laughs> You've got my mom today. She's like late 60s. She's got a caravan site. She's investing money in it. And I'm like, mom, slow down. Go spend your money. Chill out a bit. You know, I don't care if it comes to me. It's hers to spend and enjoy. But she won't. She loves it. Oh, so I've got my mum who's great with money, working three, four jobs, and I've got my dad who's now alcoholic, living in a caravan, dies with nothing. And if you were to say to me, well, logically, come on, which one would be best to follow? It's quite clearly my mum. Yeah. So how come that didn't happen? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so this kind of tells me that logic. Okay, that isn't always the obvious thing. Yeah. And emotion actually is what makes things like money, eating, mm -hmm. relationships. Okay. Or it's emotions that actually cause all these problems because it interferes with our decision making. Yeah. So what I worked out was that if I better within myself and feel that I am worth more. Well, I should really then keep hold of my money. <laughs> you know, remember there's, we've seen lottery winners that, you know, they've won the lottery a few years down the line, they're bankrupt. They've spent it all. Mm -hmm. Essentially all that's happened is, okay. Is they found their way back to their natural level. Yeah. There's no management there. Okay. There's, and they don't actually win this money. They don't actually deserve it or they feel they don't deserve it because also they've not worked for it. They've got lucky. <laughs> yes. Well, it's true. And and I do have various stories about lottery winners who've, who've died or been murdered yeah. because, you know, it's, it's not necessarily a happy thing to have, but you, you really pulled yourself out and you created a structure for yourself and for others as well. I mean, you, you've yes. come up with yeah. a, a formula, if you like. Yeah, yeah, that, that's right. I mean, it was just a, a thing. And, and what I'd get uh, mortgage clients come to me, I'd look at their bank statements and I'm quite direct, let's say. <laughs> I can be um, uh, flavorsome with my language too. So I'd have people come to me with their bank statements and I'll just be like, what do you call this? And they're like, oh, I knew you'd say something like that. And the thing is, all the brokers might just go, well, you've come to me for a mortgage. That's not my business. And they'd give them a mortgage and that's it. And they'd do nothing to help with the habit that's going on. But mm. for me, when I've got data, I can see habits a mile off. Mm. I've outed, or that's maybe the wrong word. I've helped um, gamblers. People with drug habits, um, they've had people admit to alcoholism just from the conversations that I've had, um, just by looking at their bank statements. You know, I can see it a mile off. And um, I just offered and helped and said to people, look, I've got this thing 
And that's all it was. That's literally how I described it. Got this thing. I think it might help you. Do you want me to show you? And they'd be like, how much? I'm like, no, no, I just want to help you. So I'd show him it. And they'd be like, whoa, that's amazing. And six months later, I'd get pictures and messages going, oh, my God, Rich, thanks to you sharing that thing. <laughs> um, we've just been, there was one couple in particular um, that were between them earning 80 grand a year uh, in their 40s. They were both in debt plans. By the end of the month, they were borrowing money off mum and dad. And they're in their mid-40s. And I taught them what is now my five-pot money formula. And within a year, they'd got, they'd paid off all their debts. They'd got um, a stack of money in the bank. They'd been to New York for this trip of a lifetime for one of those birthdays. They sent me pictures from all the sites that they went to see. And it was all bought and paid for up front. So what is your five-pot formula then? Well, so essentially all it is, is really simple. Okay. And this is the thing. I can give you it. A few amount of the people will actually put it into practice. Yeah. Okay. Majority. We'll hear it. We'll hear it. Anyway. Uh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But the thing is, the majority of people won't. And, and this is what I've learned is that they need the mindset along with the theory. Just like the overweight person. We all know it move more, eat less. Mm -hmm. well, if that's hard. the case, why, why do we have a nation? Of overweight people all right if it was that simple the strategy would do its job it doesn't so this is where the mindset comes in so essentially what it is it's separating all your accounts so you literally have five pots and in the first instance you're going to work with three pots okay one of the problems which i see is that people don't know their numbers they've got no track of their money they use one bank account Okay, even businesses, self-employed people, all right, the business money going into the account that their pay insurance is going out of, and you're like, what are you doing? They don't know what money is theirs, okay? Mm -hmm. So I get people to split three accounts, okay? The first one, because the main priority of people uh, normally is the, the money that they spend. Mm -hmm. The second priority is their bills. Mm -hmm. hopefully sometimes paid on time <laughs> and then their savings trouble is when we have a priority of spends first bills second and savings third guess how much we tend to save nothing <laughs> zero <laughs> so you know the the theory of paying yourself first okay which i talk well, about a lot yeah well i take it a step further OK, because it's really paying your future self first. True. Yeah. OK, so I talk about, you know, people just say, you know, pay yourself first. But what does that really mean? But when we talk about it, paying your future self first, whoa, saving to most people, saving's boring. <laughs> what do I want to save for? Yeah. All right. I haven't got anything to save for. Why do you need something to save for before you start saving? Wouldn't it be good to get to a point where you just saved anyway? Then one day you went, I want that. Oh, I've got the money. I'm going to buy it. Unreal. Okay. So that all we do is we change the perspective. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
because that is all mindset is. It's seeing things from a different view. So essentially, I just move the pots about. So firstly, you're going to pay your future self first. Secondly, you're then going to pay your bills. But what you do is you move all your direct debits to the day after you get paid. So they're going to go out immediately. Day you get paid, you pay your future self first. Your, your salary goes into the account that all your bills go out of. You know what your bills is because you just work backwards. You have all the data that you need. Mm. All here. Don't give me excuses. <laughs> right, it's all here. Okay, you go back, you work out your outgoings, okay? And you then move what's left. That's what is yours to spend. Okay, people have no idea what is theirs to spend. So they go spending willy-nilly, and this is why they save nothing, and they miss bills. They, you know, they miss payments. Absolutely, and it's so true. And, and you know, what you've said is exactly what I say, but it's a, a, I'm not having the three different accounts. And that's a clever idea because, as you, as you say, you can see very clearly in these three accounts Correct. what you've got and what you haven't got, essentially. Ab absolutely. And what I do is with the pain your future self, you open that up in a separate bank, okay? So right. a completely different bank. This is if you're single, okay? Right. So different rules. Right. So if you're single, you, you what you'd do is you, you'd open up a separate bank account with a different bank and you don't get the phone banking app. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That way you've not got access to it. Good. Okay? <laughs> if you're, as a couple, I would always suggest that you do these accounts jointly because... The biggest problem, all right, one of the, if you think about all these people, uh, either gamblers, yeah. uh, drug problems, alcohol problems, all whatever ism they've got, mm. okay, the common trend is they have a bank account in their own name mm -hmm. and their partners know nothing. I've, I've recently, in the last two weeks, I've had a guy come to me, or actually a, a wife, uh, a gentleman got fired due to alcoholism. Um, lack of performance at work. He didn't tell his wife. He went and got loans, carried on pretending to go to work. Yeah. He then got defaults and CCJs. And then they've come to remortgage. And then it's all come out. I've spoken to women like that. And, and there's, there was one I remember who said it was like shoveling snow while there's a, an avalanche coming from behind and she had no idea about that avalanche until suddenly yeah. it all broke mm. but here was the interesting thing the call was with her and all she did understandably was badmouth her husband mm. because she was mad right of course yeah understandably. Yeah, and i get that but well, here's the thing imagine how that guy must have felt yeah to go to the extent, the pressure, the anxiety, the overwhelm, okay, that he went to keep that hidden. He was banking on getting another job very quickly and nothing would, he would then just say, I've, I've got a new job. Okay. It would be seamless, but it didn't happen. So then imagine how the anxiety, the overwhelm and the panic would grow. Yeah. Oh, to yeah. then be found out. And I actually spent two hours on the phone with this lady. I don't normally do that. And I basically said to her, "If imagine how he feels. And she was like, oh, my God, yeah. Mm. So now imagine he's not in this human 
adult man's body. All right? Imagine he's a five-year-old. What would you do to him? She went, oh, just give him, go up to him and give him a hug and tell him everything's okay. Oh. I said, well, here's the thing. He may be in that adult male body, but internally he's feeling like the scared five-year-old. Yeah. You've just saved their marriage. Absolutely. And potentially his life because the amazing thing was, and this was five o'clock on a Friday when we clock off, I was there at the office on the phone till about quarter past seven. I'd gone home at about nine o'clock and I've never spoken to this guy. He found me on LinkedIn. He sent me a message and he went, sorry, mate. Um, I don't really know how to say it, but you've just spoke to my wife for two hours and she's just come downstairs, giving me a hug and told me, I'm sorry, everything's going to be okay. And I don't know what you've said to her because I'm the one that's done everything wrong. Oh. And she's apologizing to me. And we message most days, me and this guy. And just to keep him on track, he's he stopped drinking. Okay, he feels amazing. He messaged me the other day. He's had a record sales day. Oh, good. You know, and, yeah. and, they're, and they're booked onto my next course. So, <laughs> so th this is all within a, a conversation. Imagine the changes that they're going to make together as a team moving forward. So the people who come on your course, they I mean, you've told us three pots. There's the other two pots they get to learn about. Right, yeah. And but have you some found... people don't get to them. No. <laughs> have you found that people who've been on your course have gone on to make really quite serious money? Yeah, well, it's not it's not about making serious money. So I don't sell a get rich scheme. You, do you know what I mean? There's a lot of people out there right now selling courses that, you know, well, will drive your business and this and that. All right. I mean, my, my course currently is 347 quid to do it. Mm -hmm. It's not expensive and I don't want it to be expensive for the simple fact. Okay. The very people that need to do this course need to be able to afford it. Yeah. I've I've had business coaches telling me it should be five, six, seven, eight hundred quid. I should be charging two hundred pound a month and this and that. I'm like, that doesn't that doesn't speak to me. In in here, I'm like, no, that, that's yeah. not what I'm that's not my mission. Okay. And two people can do the course, man and wife can do the course for the, they don't have to pay twice. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what I do is I help you because if i think back to me this is the best way to explain it i was earning back then 75 grand a year wow that's good okay? yeah. yeah this this was when i was 24 25 wow gosh and then you're... 20 years ago yeah and you ended up with 52 grand in debt that that's good spending <laughs> oh yeah well here's the thing jasmine most people think the more money is the answer to their problems it's not it's the curse to bigger problems because here's the thing You'd have doubled my money and given me 150 grand a year. I'd have had 104 grand debt and a very, very sore nose. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And yeah. that, and that's the truth. Yeah. If, if you can't handle 10 grand a year, you ain't managing 20. If you can't manage 20, you're not managing 50. If you can't manage 50, you're not managing a hundred thousand. Right? You're really not. Yeah. But more money is not the answer because all you're going to do is more money comes in. Because you want more money, you're going to find a way for it to disappear. Yeah. So what I try and do is I change people's mindsets to what you have now is enough. 
Because once we have gratitude for the enough that we have, we actually then allow more to come towards us. So true, isn't it? Gratitude, it really is riches. There's a there's a hymn um, I know which, which has a line, um, gratitude is riches, complaint is poverty. And the Chinese have a, a saying that um, uh, poverty is needing more or thinking. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I talk about this. There's a book, um, uh, Conversations with, with God. Okay, it's, yeah. it's an amazing book, um, not strictly religious as such, it's more spiritual. Mm-hmm. And in one of the chapters, God talks about um, the wanting of more money. And he says, when people want more money, that's exactly what they get. Not more money, the wanting of more money. So by actual default, by continuously wanting more money, you're telling the universe you don't have enough. Yes, yes. But I feel more will only ever come to enough. And I start, I listened to something a couple of years ago. It was a Tony Robbins thing. And I remember I was taking my dog for a walk up the road. And um, it was a nice sunny day. And he told this story about leading a life of giving. Mm-hmm. And it filled me up listening to this story. And I was like, oh, my God, how good would it feel to every day just lead a life of giving. I just decided to do that. Mm-hmm. And it just makes you feel amazing. And whether you get anything back, that's okay. It doesn't matter. Don't do things to get back. If you just genuinely do good things to help good people, then you, you're all good anyway. Well, it's clearly working with your course. I mean, of course, you've got your mortgage broking. And I guess from what you've said, some of your course members come through the mortgage broking because if they want a mortgage you'd say you can't have one but i can help you get one if you improve your market your your money management yeah, yeah they're, they're, are they awesome. you have a website or anything like that um the, there is there's a there's a landing page with details of the course and that's a, about it um i've got a website for the mortgages but essentially what happened was um i got a lot of uh, men um saying that they were terrible with money and uh, this was in my coach, Paul Mort's network. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, so, and so I was like, well, I've got this thing. And they were like, what is it? I, was like, I don't know, but it's a thing. And I'd, I'd have a call with them on, uh, on, on FaceTime, actually. And I got a whiteboard and I did this knocked up little presentation. What I did, I used to do on an A4 bit of paper. And it started off and they were like, oh, my God, this is absolutely amazing. And they told another guy and then told another guy and another guy and ended up doing two or three of these a day. Mm-hmm. So I spoke to my coach and I was like, mate, you've got to help me here. You, your clients are killing me. Right? <laughs> so he said, well, do a live presentation to over 100 men. So I did. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, all these men were like, this is amazing. When does the course start? I was like, there isn't a course. Just bugger off and leave me alone. I'm busy. They're in a course. And then eventually they just kept bullying me and going, look, this needs to be a course. So I I just put like a couple of Facebook statuses out, bit of an advert going, I'm going to do this course. It's eight weeks. There you go. This is the cost. And 33 people signed up. And I was like, oh, God. that's brilliant for them. But how how about, you know, anybody who's watching or listening to this podcast, how do they find you and, and do the course? What what where should they go? They they can find me on Instagram. Uh, I'm on there. 
uh, on on uh, Facebook as well. So yeah, just uh, Richard Crow, Richard Crow Mortgages. Would that be? Yeah, enough? and there's Richard Crow um, uh, Money Mindset Coach. That's the one you've caught me there. Okay, <laughs> and on there, uh, if you if you can join, add to ask. So it's Richard Crow Money Mindset Coach, mm -hmm. and then what I've actually done in January. I I did a like a five day mini training. I did it live. It was all around money blocks. Okay. Yeah. And I had loads of people do it and sign up. And then they were telling other people, when when you're doing it again, I was like, oh, I can't keep doing it. Um, because I was doing it live at night. Then that's five nights a week. Yeah. So what I've actually done is I've recorded it so people can actually sign up to um, my five day free training okay mm -hmm. they get a little video 15 10 to 20 minutes every day for five days there's a little tiny bit of homework but i teach people about money blocks and where our beliefs about money today actually come from so we investigate that okay because most people free. don't even know what money blocks are so so people can get that for free yeah absolutely oh, yeah. that's good yeah so you can get that for free but then if you want the the live thing it's 350 quid is that right yeah yeah mm -hmm. and yeah. what about mortgages so mortgage broking that that's that's just like anybody else's except for sure yeah them. yes yeah i mean the mortgages i mean that that's that's tough at the minute yeah <laughs> busy, busy time i bet i are you yeah I mean, it must be changing every day. So are, are you able to actually complete mortgages with people at the moment or is it just? Yeah, yeah. I mean, the media hasn't helped, is mm. my opinion. You know, Sorry. all these all these people say mortgage offers have been pulled. I don't think, I don't know anyone that that's ever happened to. Mm. Okay. Because that that is, that's a specific term in the mortgage industry. Mm. And I think what's happened is on that is that people have, inquired about a mortgage and the figures have just changed pre-application right. okay now post-application when people have got mortgage offers there isn't actually anybody that's lost them okay so okay. It, it is happening things are moving um and oh, people yeah. are managing to buy and sell because you know from from what you'd hear as you say from from the media i think everything's just ground to a halt practically yeah but, i mean uh, rates rates went up obviously but what the media isn't really telling us, they're coming down. Yes, I wondered if they might. <laughs> yes. You know, so, you know, most lenders dropped quite massively over the last two weeks. But you know, nobody it, takes any notice of that. That's not big news. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. But, you know, they, they were uh, very quick to say when Halifax pulled all their uh, rates, which most lenders every yeah. couple of weeks pull their products. Well, yes, it, well, it was interesting because I was being asked, should people get a fixed rate now or should they wait? And I was saying, you know, you, you could go either way with a, with a, without a crystal ball. Um, but, you know, if it were me, I would wait. Um, it's a gamble, but I, I would wait because I just thought, you know, things are going to settle down. They might go up. They are. Drop, but to start off with, yeah, they'll settle yeah, down. Yeah, and, and they are settling down. I think what actually happened is the, the banks went to, not to a hundred worst case scenario overnight. Okay. Yeah. They've already leveraged in worst case scenario. They've gone straight there. Mm -hmm. And now what's happening is with their fixed rates, they are reducing them. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because yes. they've they've then actually realized going, oh, hold on. The they've 
made the right actions, things are calming down, you know, um, so there's less panic. Well, it sounds to me that that explains that that describes what you've done. Things are calming down. You've got yeah. yourself, you've got on top of things for yourself, and now you're helping other people get on top of their money. Um, and you can do it for free with your. If, if we go onto your Richard Crow Money Mindset LinkedIn, and you could also do the the paid version, which sounds very yeah. good as well. Richard, this has been fantastic. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank okay. you so much for your honesty and for your help. I think it's going to be really helpful for a lot of people because I do hope so. Yeah, what you've been through is what so many have. It's it's been wonderful to have you. Thank you, Richard. I've been speaking to Richard Crow, Richard Crow's Money Mindset, Richard Crow Mortgages and Insurance, and this has been the Money Magpie podcast. Like us, uh, tell all your friends, comment, share, you know, all that kind of stuff that we're supposed to do and people forget. So do it now. Like it now. Share it now. Comment. Do all of that. And we'll see you at the next one.